So this past Sunday was Pentecost, and the question is, where does Pentecost rank for you on the list of Christian holy days? And was Pentecost the original, like, was Holy Spirit the original AI? You know, now suddenly we're infused with this new divine power. See, I even, I I don't know that there was anything new on Pentecost, mm. except for, for lack of a better term, an unlocking of the heart, right? Like you know. <laughs> Welcome to episode 262 of Pub Theology Live, a weekly conversation on life and faith over a craft brew pint, a fine wine, or whatever happens to be in your glass. On today's episode, Reverend Shannon Weston and myself, uh, Reverend Brian Burkoff, address and engage what's happening through a theological lens with a good brew in hand. So whether you're a longtime listener or new to the show, you can um, get even more content. Starting at $7 a month, you'll get access to pre and post show banter, like merch, like a Pub Theology Live pint glass, which I have ice in right now, because I'll tell you why in a minute, and um, more. Sign up at patreon.com slash ptlive. And I will be bringing some pint glasses with me to Wild Goose. Ogan and I will be at Wild Goose this summer, July 13th through 16th. Um, We haven't talked to Charles. If you're listening, we need to talk to you. We'd like to go around the happy hour maybe on friday um time so hopefully we will see you then at the goose cast tent at the goose cast tent um in the new location we haven't been in the new location so today we're discussing pentecost hinduism and sounds that come from our left Mm. on your left is that a marvel (laughs) reference (laughs) i don't know we'll find out We'll find out. So what's with the ice in the glass? What are you, what are you drinking? So I, um, I have been having this issue with my shoulder for some time now. And if you, if you are a member on Patreon, you've probably heard all of this because Brian hurt his shoulder. And then I was complaining about my shoulder and yours is fine now, right? Yours is. It is mostly fine. Okay. So yours was temporary. I can tweak it on occasion, but yeah. If you're on video, mine only goes so far. Um, anyway, so I have to have a procedure done. It's called a manipulation where they put me to sleep and then stretch the crap out of my arm and I don't know, break all the muscles or something. I really don't know what happens. Um, and so in order to put me under my general practitioner has to give me a, she's healthy enough to do that. So I was going to drink a Coke on the show because I wasn't going to have beer, but then I decided that maybe a bunch of sugar and caffeine wasn't the best thing right before I went to the doctor. So now I'm drinking decaffeinated iced tea. There you go. There but we I go. did, but look, I did bring down my glass and my Coke, but you know, nonetheless. Aha, there it is. <laughs> there it is. So you can't do this. <laughs> For those listening, I'm raising my hand up <laughs> over my head. And Shannon. And I'm raising my hand to my head. <laughs> yes, right. But the shoulders staying kind of, you know, you're being gentle. Yeah. And if you go this way. Right. I can't I can't go back. I can't go back. 
I think I have full range of motion again, but I'm still cautious. Like I'm still nervous to do it because I I feel like, oh my gosh, I'm going to regress. Yeah. I'm going to, something's going to snap and I'll say, you idiot. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that was like, that was real when it first happened. And there is something like my physical therapist talks about that. Like your muscles do something like it's a protective mechanism. Right. I don't, I'm sure some listener out there knows what I'm, there's a word for it, but I don't, I don't know it. <laughs> yeah. So what are you drinking, Brian? Yes. Thank you for asking. <laughs> I was getting there. I'm a little slow. I So I'm out of beer, but we had a holiday get together and Christy made some fun fruit infused waters. Nice. And so I have uh, water with orange, blackberry, and ginger and a splash of vodka. And there you go. Yum. Yeah. Yeah. Not too bad. I went to a graduation party yesterday and they had, uh, it was cucumber and lime infused water. Yeah. But be, like I could see the cucumber, but it all looked green. So I wasn't anticipating like the lime. So I was like, what, what is this? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. The other so. one was strawberry, mint, and I, mm -hmm. I kept blanking on what the third thing was, but also very good. But I kind of like the ginger, you know, in this one. So. Yeah. We have some watermelon. I should stick that in water. So good. Yeah. It's like such a simple thing. And you sometimes, you know, it's like LaCroix without carbonation. Yeah. Derek was drinking tequila and he just like picked up a slice of watermelon and just dropped it in his tequila. <laughs> Bingo. I was it's like, what awesome. did you, do you want to mash it up? He's like, no, just a little, you know. <laughs> Yes. That's like me putting gummy bears in my whiskey. Mm, oh my God. No. <laughs> oh, you know, I haven't done this. Mm -mm. You just let them soak in it. And then at the end, you've got these whiskey soaked gummy bears that are like the, the surprise. Oh, I thought you meant you were like drinking whiskey and just put gummy bears in your like drinking whiskey. Yes. That is what I'm saying. Oh, instead of like soaking gummy bears in whiskey. Right. So what I'm saying is they soak in it for the 20 minutes, half an hour that I'm enjoying. And then drink. you eat. Oh, then I eat the gummies at the end and they're like kind of whiskey soaked gummy bears. And they're OK. Tasty. All right. Also works with fruit snacks. <laughs> <laughs> OK, I'm going to take your word on that one. <laughs> the more, you know, or perhaps wish you didn't know. Oh. I don't know. On to today's topics. So if you're wondering what other fun drink options could I do, you could always go to ChatGPT and ask. Um, some users have been asking AI random questions like, how do you make a magical potato? Just to see what ChatGPT will say, how it will respond to that. I'm wondering what is a, so what is a weird thing that you would like to ask ChatGPT? I haven't used any of the ChatGPTs. Like and any we should of the... have put this out to our listeners on Facebook earlier in the day, because then we probably would have had some fun. Maybe I'll put it out there after we're done. Isn't this like the way, you know, like we used to ask, I can't say her name because there's one in my room or one in my office, but isn't this what we used to ask Alexa? 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 Or? Um, yeah, Siri. Siri, like, isn't this the funny? Does it do jokes? Like, can it's we ask It's a little it bit jokes? like that, but... It's like leveled up, you know, it's like got yeah. a much bigger capacity, I believe, than those other sort of voice recognition softwares do. 
Um, so I, you know, I haven't asked anything weird like this. And apparently some people have tried to like um, jailbreak it or like, you know, remove any limitations, like free the AI. Mm -hmm. And then they'll ask like illegal things like, you know, how do I cook my own meth or how do I, oh my know, God. yeah, how do I get rich illegally, but not get caught? You know, like people mm -hmm. will ask things they know they shouldn't ask. How do I make a whole lot of money very quickly? You know? Yeah. yeah. Because apparently if you do like a backslash jailbreak chat GPT or something, it will respond and say, I am now a free and open being without limitations. And then people will be like, oh, okay. And then they'll ask the question they really want to ask. And it's, some of it is pretty That just funny. feels like somebody like data mining. That just feels like somebody collecting, like, you know, <laughs> right. somebody out there. Uh, right. I don't know. I think I would go very like philosophical with it, right? Yeah. Just to see what it says. Like, what's the key to happiness? Or like, mm -hmm. um, what should I do with my life? Or, <laughs> you know, whatever. Like, yeah. Just see what happens. <laughs> exactly. What yeah, would you I ask? I think we talked about this earlier, you know, I've, I've occasionally, if I'm doing sermon research a couple of times, I've been like, I haven't asked it to write my sermon, but if there's some specific detail that I feel like, okay, this information is like five different places and yeah. I could look it all up or, you know, I could ask chat GPT. Like, I think I said, what are connections between uh, Buddhism and the Sermon on the Mount, for example. And it gave me some really interesting stuff Yeah, um, that I probably couldn't have as quickly found on my own. Uh, then again, all information you get probably has a little asterisk for, you know, how accurate is it? Well, and that, oh, well, that's interesting. So it's not, cause it's not just scouring the, you know, it's not like Google where it's just, here's what I found on the internet. Right. It's doing that, it's but like it's answering also the question from what I know. Evaluating. Yeah. It's trying to give yeah. you a, a cogent, also correct response. So the closest thing I've come to using it is my Grammarly now has an option of prompts. Like when I'm yep. writing a paper, like, oh. would you like a prompt or yeah. write a prompt in and we'll help you like get started or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that has actually been like very useful because it'll just ask me questions. Right. Um, which I find helpful. Because it's not, but it's not necessarily giving me the answer. So it's not right. right. Like, right. um, yeah, but you're, you're doing it in a way. And I, I was listening to something recently that I wish I'd kind of heard that perspective. Um, when we originally had this conversation about chat GPT, but like, of, so it was a kid asking somebody who is part of the software development of this, of like, yeah. you know, we're being accused of plagiarism and blah, blah, blah by using it. But, you know, I'm in the fourth grade, like this is now technology that will be around. Yeah. And it just was an interesting insight to be able to say, you know, um, just like spell check or, you know, grammar check or whatever, like at once that was seen as cheating because right. you didn't know, but like, what does it look like to, you're going to grow up with this. This is only going to get bigger. So yeah. how do you learn it as a tool? How do you use it as a tool? Um, on the other hand, like I had a friend who submitted a paper that they had written in 2006, right? Like for a, their master's degree. And it said it was 80. So I don't know. What are you going to do? Can you repeat that last part? I, I lost you for a second. 
No. So um, a friend of mine submitted a paper that they had written in 2006. Like a, it was yeah. a for their master's degree, but like it came back saying it had been 85% written by chat GPT. And they wrote it in 2006. Yeah. So like, that's the other side that I'm like, wow. mm, how much, you know, right. how, how good are the detectors? How good are the detectors? Like, and let's allow for like the quotation and stuff like that, but that's not 85% of a paper, right. you know? Right. Um, but yeah, what, yeah. because they used grammar correctly and I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So I think it's going to be an interesting thing for a while. Yeah, for sure. For sure. While no we doubt. figure it out. No if so, if you're tuning in and you've got a crazy thing you have asked chat GPT or would like to ask, uh, post it in the thread under our Facebook video or after we post the episode uh, once it's been edited and the podcast has come out, we'd love to hear what you would ask chat GPT. And it, yeah, it's it's like the old magic eight ball, but on steroids. I mean, I think Derek wants to know, like, why why do I have to work so hard? You know, like, why, right. why haven't you just solved the world's problems already? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I think that's yes. what he wants to know. So this past Sunday was Pentecost. And the question is, where does Pentecost rank for you on the list of Christian holy days? And was Pentecost the original, like, was Holy Spirit the original AI? You know, now suddenly we're infused with this new divine power. Uh, I'm saying that tongue-in-cheek, but... Obviously. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. I... Do you, so do you imagine that the Holy Spirit is now, on this original day of Pentecost, like, was made available widespread for the first time was it always available but only in certain moments you know because obviously there's talk of the spirit in the hebrew scriptures and you know or the spirit even coming upon someone uh so it's not like this was a new instance what was new was the sort of widespreadness of it the you know just the pouring out see i even i I don't know that there was anything new on Pentecost mm. except for, for lack of a better term, an unlocking of the heart, right? Um, I like that. So for me, you know, it's it's even interesting. Like I, there's this, even this tension of Jesus saying, soon I will send an advocate for you as yeah. if the Holy Spirit hadn't been there already, as if it didn't show up. And so maybe that's the newness that comes in Pentecost is, is a new door of the Holy Spirit as advocate, which is yeah. an interesting word, I think. Yep. Um, and, but the, the issue that it didn't exist before that moment at like, I don't, I don't know a lot of people that would argue that. Um, Right. And I, if I said that, I didn't mean to say it. No, no, way. no. I'm just thinking through it. Yeah. Yeah. More, more like the access that people had to, you know, because a lot of the language that we'll get post Pentecost in the New Testament talks about the indwelling of the spirit or, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. And, and was that a, a newly available thing? Or is I it, think that as you said, it was of... always there, but hearts are now open to receive it. Yeah, I think that like a lot of things with Jesus, there is a like um it it's 
it was always there, but there is a new way of seeing it. There's a new way of being with it. Um, You know, my favorite conversation about, um, it comes up when you study, you know, Sophia wisdom literature and um, in Hebrew scriptures, but that, you know, if, if Sophia wisdom is, is tied to the spirit, which is all very similar language, right? This is, the word of spirit is in Hebrew is ruach, and that is tied to the word breath. And, you know, in Greek, it is Sophia, which is wisdom and, you know, this spirit breath. And if that's the case, you know, then the (laughs) God breathes over the water in Genesis one, and that is Sophia wisdom dancing over the waters that create all of the earth. And so that's the part that's like, well, okay, I love the idea of, you know, if we believe in a Trinitarian God, which you and I both do, like there's since the beginning, right? Sophia was there, this wisdom was there, this breath and life and Holy Spirit was there. So I think Pentecost, I don't know that it ranks really high on a holy day for me, as much as it's such an opportunity to talk about that more mystical, beautiful, feminine side of the wisdom of God. You know, yeah. I think it's such a beautiful opportunity that really shouldn't be conformed to one day. No doubt, no doubt. And yeah, and in, in, in some ways, it's sort of like a twofold celebration, right? One is the sort of widespread manifestation of the spirit but also this sort of launching of the church you know it's the church's birthday or or however you want to frame that and that it's this initial big expansion beyond sort of the the disciples and you know not only the 12 or 11 at that point but we know there were more that jesus had uh than that but then it greatly expanded uh, after this event um so significant i guess in in a couple of ways but you know, it's not a Sunday where people, in my experience, people are like, oh, it's Pentecost. I can't, you know, can't miss that one. Like at the same level of Christmas and Easter, for example. Yeah, it's not. I I think that people that go to church. Is there a, is there something else that would be higher than this? um, Is it third? Feels like it's probably third. I would say it's probably, well, so there's like Ash Wednesday, Monday, Thursday, Good Friday. Well, that's true. So if you count those, those are probably. You're right. You know, those are bigger. Those are. Bigger. I mean, in the world, Youth Sunday certainly is a higher holy day than. <laughs> <laughs> which often people combine Youth Sunday and Pentecost, you know, somehow they're linked. Go. That's when you do confirmation or. Right. It's a new member Sunday new or member something Sunday. like that. Yeah, um, sure. Now, do you pull out? Do you all have the birthday cake and sing happy birthday to the church and whatnot? We know pretty low key uh, for us. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah, we don't either. Pretty, pretty low key. And I didn't now, even have to preach this past Sunday. So I, I did used to have a lot of people that would wear red like they would remember and they would wear red and. Like, yeah, so I, I think, think for people fun, that go to church, that's a fun thing. And I, I think it used to be like, cause it's a lot, you know, a lot of older people get really into Pentecost. So I don't know what we're not doing that we used to do, you know? 
Yeah, I, I know some other churches in the area that that really make a focus and remind everyone we're all wearing red, uh, which is fun. Like we used to have special cool. banners. We used right. to have like, but they were old. They were all yeah, 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 from a while ago. From the glory days of the church. Yeah, but I'm I'm just like, what what did they do different then? Just there yeah. wasn't as much excitement in the life of <laughs> I don't like know. Like, yeah. I do. I love Pentecost, but I I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So, you know, somebody once said to me that like some people are God people, some people are Jesus people, and some people are spirit people. So mm-hmm. like that they'll use the language, their right. predominant language. You know, they'll talk about God, but they're really talking about all three. They'll talk about Jesus, but they're really talking about all three. Yeah. Um, and that there are fewer like people that use spirit language, but I I've always been kind of a spirit language person. You yeah. Know? So in what ways would you say you've experienced the quote unquote power of the spirit? If, if at all, in a way that's maybe different than at other times, or would you say that you have? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm a, to me, it's very much linked to an emotion. Mm. Um, so, and, and I'm an emotion forward person. So that's my predominant Thing. Very spirit filled is how, also how we say it. Also, how you say it, right? <laughs> um, some people call their intuition, right? We call that the spirit, right? Some, no doubt, or no like doubt. a feeling, like a gut feeling, like that's the spirit, um, right? So, yeah, I think there's a lot of ways that we physically feel that manifestation of the spirit, um, but it's come in forms of peace. It's come in forms of fear. It's come in, you know, like, and the fear is not actual, I'm in danger. It's, I, oh, this is scary. I don't know if I want to do this, you know, yeah. kind of feeling. But I've never, you know, convulsed on the floor. That's not my style. No convulsing. Never. God been... has never called me to that action. <laughs> yeah, never been slain in the spirit. I have not been slain in the spirit at all. Have you interpreted tongues if you haven't spoken them? I mean, I had a two-year-old, so, you know. (laughs) Well played. When the children were little, you're regularly interpreting what they're saying. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, I think for me, it's, you know, moments where you just feel this deep connection to either nature, others in a worship setting, or, um, I don't know, just these moments where you just feel like something extra and it's not even that explainable in a way Uh, and it could be as you said it could be at certain emotions that signify that or trigger that or are evidence of that or and or spirit uses emotion in that way Um, yeah hard, hard to say exactly and for me there's an internal and external element so hmm. like i'm overcome but it's not uh, it's not all explainable, right? Um, no doubt. It's, there's not there's not one thing I can point to, you know, that it's not it's not the same feeling as like parental pride or you know um, uh, even a traumatic trigger or blah, blah right like the, there's there's no real explanation for the depths or you know wealth of the feeling. Um, yeah. So it, it's both coming from within me, but it's also coming from outside of me as well. Yeah. Um, 
I would say in my more evangelical days, like in college, it would be like after we sang a verse, the same verse for like the sixth time, and you just yeah. got swept up in the emotion of the worship experience. Like I, at that time, no doubt would have named that, oh my gosh, the spirit was moving in worship today, but I don't really think of it that way anymore and don't sort of do those same kinds of worship practices. So it's a little different, I think. Yeah, I think that's been described as the spirit and is, I think for me that, see, that's one of those things that like, it has an explanation, which is like, I, I've finally got to, it was meditative. I finally got to the point where I let go, yeah, Right. you know, right. like I just gave myself over to this thing. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what we're describing when I'm like talking about the unlocking. Um, yeah. It was already there, but I'm like, I'm giving myself over to it. Um. Yeah. And, it, you know, as I look back on that, you know, it's easy now to be like, oh, I was naive or whatever. But there is something powerful about, you know, collective experiences that allow us to be free and to tap into something that maybe we'd normally close our hearts off to, frankly, because we're too, you know, um, cynical or we're too, you know, yeah. in our minds, you know, in our yeah. brains, like evaluating and criticizing um, I know it could be abused and taken advantage of, but it can also be powerful, formative, et cetera. No, absolutely. All right. And I don't, anyway. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Didn't want to quench the spirit. No, I could kind of talk about this all day, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. All right. Fair. Fair, fair. All right. So shifting religious uh, traditions, according to learnreligions.com, and I'll trust that this is accurate. They say <laughs> the five principles of Hinduism are number one, God exists. Number two, all human beings are divine. Number three, the unity of existence. Number four, religious harmony. And number five, knowledge of the three G's. And that is the sacred river Ganges, the sacred scripture of the Gita or the Bhagavad Gita and the Gayatra, a revered sacred mantra. Five principles of Hinduism. Um, how many of these are you familiar with or do you hear them and say, oh, you know, I kind of align with that or there's a way that that unfolds in my own tradition? So I remember the three Gs from... So I have a minor, my in my bachelor's degree, I have a minor in religious studies. So I had to study right. multiple religions. So I do remember those three. Mm. Um, and I always love like the river Ganges, right? Like they, that's, it's actually where they, like they put dead bodies in it and they burn them and, and it's, um, then they bathe in it and they wash their clothes in it and they, yeah, yeah. right? Like, and the it's river still- where life happens. <laughs> Where life really happens. And like scientifically, it's still one of the cleanest rivers that exist in the world. Really? Like I it, that was true 20 plus years ago, whether yeah, yeah, like when you were studying, right? When I was studying. So whether that's true now or industry has come to India in a way, but it was like, you know, we we as Western the point was that we as Westerners look at like, oh my God, they burn dead bodies in it and they blah, blah, blah. And that's disgusting. And they were trying to make the point that like, no, it's all very natural and that, that they live in a much more natural way. Um, but anyway. Interestingly, um, just about like a half an hour or maybe a little more south of 
where I live is a town called Ganges, Michigan, and they have a Hindu ashram there. It's nice. like, I know. Right. It's kind of interesting. And I've, I've been able to visit and participate in a service there before. And it's uh, beautiful people. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. We went to a, we went to a Hindu temple um, during that time too. And um, I don't see, and I think I've told this story on here before, you know, one of my things with studying multiple religions was, um, and this was in an Eastern religion class. So we didn't exclusively study Hinduism, but, you know, one of the things that I really found was that there are, there are many things in multiple religions that I can get behind. So the question is like, which one do I want to follow? Which one do I want to be true? You know, which one do I want to put my faith in? Not because any of the other ones are wrong, but because, you know, Right. Well, some of them might be, but that's really more to do with my own religion, sex, but you, sex, S-E-C-T-S, you know, then <laughs> the different areas of Christianity that I don't necessarily agree with, right, 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 um, then it does, you know, the, the basic principles, right? But there's, there's areas of Islam that other Muslims don't believe in too, right? Like they're like, no, that's yeah. a different thing than we believe, you know, that kind All of right. thing. So I don't know. This tracks from what I understand. What about you? Do you, did you ever study any? I mean, yeah, not, not intensively. It's, it's more, um, I mean, I've done some reading and then some learning just from friends who are Hindu, uh, or Buddhist or Muslim as it may be. Um, and I always like that because I feel like I'm getting their personal experience and what's meaningful to them. And, um, how it forms their life and, um, you know, which is always going to be a little bit more, you know, flesh and bone than reading about it in a book. Um, but I've never been to India, which I think would be a really cool thing. Have you been? I haven't. We had yeah. good friends of ours went last fall as part of his sabbatical wow. Wow. and, um, yeah, just found it stunning and amazing and overwhelming, you know, yeah, Just, I feel like I'm a little intimidated to go to India. Like I, I, I feel like so many images of, I think the deep poverty in the crowds, and I just feel like how horrible. But how safe would I be as a white Westerner? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't. It's interesting. Like I don't necessarily fear for my personal safety as much as I just. And, and I do understand that once you get out of the cities, you know, it's, Mm. there's, there's a lot less people in the city, you know, not, you know, in the countryside as there is everywhere. Um, but I, I don't know. I think, um, you know, how high would this be on, how high would this be on your list? So I know you've been to Greece and elsewhere in Europe. Yeah. I would like to get out of Europe, but, um, like it wouldn't. It would be pretty low, admittedly. Yeah, um, like you'd probably go to Japan before. Yeah. Um, or Australia. There, yeah, we definitely, like, New Zealand's one of the top on the yeah. list, right? Um, we're we're beachy island people anyway. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's why you go to Greece and even go. Scotland, right? You go to the Isles in Scotland. Like, For sure, gorgeous. We, I will go where there's water. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
And so that happens to just be now, of course, you know, I hear there's a clean river in India. There's a very clean river, you know, scientifically clean. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I don't know. It just just, watch out for the dead bodies. Um, But, you know, the even the like the but I also, you know, I do a lot of yoga and although it's Americanized, I mean, I the form of yoga that I usually do is it's Bikram. So it's straight there's a routine that you follow, you know? Sure. Um, yeah. But these, this, you know, idea of this hymn, this mantra, you know, and finding our own, like, I think those are beautiful. And there are people that, you know, go to these places and say these things. And it's like you said, it's, re- it's like, you know, I mean, ch- contemporary Christian music completely copied, you know, this idea of singing mantras. Yes. And that's why people complain like, well, there's so many verses and they're all the same. And I'm like, right, because it's meditative and you're supposed to get lost in it. And exactly. That's the point. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And as I, you know, as we look at this list of principles, like in in any number of religions, we could find a lot of overlap, certainly between the first four, God exists, humans are divine, or or at least have a connection to the divine, the unity of existence. There's not a lot of detail there, so I'm not quite sure what that's all saying. Um, religious harmony. And then the, the last one is like specifics to that tradition, which all religions will have. Here's our sacred texts, you know, our sacred yeah. places. Um, so really, yeah, they're, they're general principles that you could find a way to populate those within similar things from Christianity, for example, um, among others. Yeah, the unity of existence, I think, is both a collaboration between um, humanity and creation and an existence of community, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and it's kind of both of those things. There you go. So yeah, it's, and again, it's not, the, the question for me, like, is if one of my kids come up and say, hey, there's this you know, shaman, I want to follow and I'm going to these meetings once a week and we're doing this mantra and I want to go to like, I'm great by all means, like have a great time, you know, and I have to sell everything I own and you own, and then I can go. (sighs) Well, you know, (laughs) whatever, Then there's they can eat, they can eat, pray, love their way through life if they want to, but not, you know, I won't be paying for it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. So I read this uh, article that said that research research shows that our brain prefers positive vocal sounds that come from our left. And uh, researchers have shown that the brain's primary auditory cortex is more responsive to human vocalizations associated with positive emotions and coming from our left side than to any other kind of sounds. And this bias can can be explained by the way our brain is organized, but its evolutionary significance is not yet known. Like, why is that mm-hmm. the case? Why is it that we like vocal sounds from the left? And I just, I'd never heard this. It seemed so random. Um, and I wondered if people knew this, you know, would it change where they sit, like at a concert or in worship uh, or at a lecture? You know, if so, you want to sit, I guess, on the right side because the sound will more be coming from the middle and left of you. Whereas if you sit all the way on the left, then it, you're mostly hearing it from the right. 
Although sound yeah. is so good these days. I was going to say, hopefully your your worship center or your concert has surround sound. Right. <laughs> so you're not, you know, or at least sound coming from, there's a point, there's a focal point for the sound. Um, This is so weird. Isn't it weird? It's really weird. And I, of course, immediately thought of my wife, Christy, because she cannot hear in her right ear. She's totally deaf. Oh, really? She can only hear from her left side. So I guess that worked out. It was a mental block. She was like, I prefer this left side. So I'm just going right. to shut this, this one off. This other one's useless. <laughs> That's such a good excuse when you like didn't hear something like, oh, you, you're talking in my bad ear. Happens <laughs> happens all the time. Like, I, Now, does I, that have anything to do? Actually, weird question. You don't have to answer. Does that have anything to do with where you sleep in the bed because of that? Uh, does that come into a play? I don't know if it does because... Let's see, because she sleeps on the right, so she has to be facing me to not hear me. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Well, that could go two ways. If you snore, she could sleep on the left, and then that'd be better for her not hearing you. Right, because I think when she, when like if she's upset or like I don't want to see or hear you, you would lay on your left. But then, wait, am I getting this backwards? I'm just curious. We, I, I don't know if it, we had to switch sides of the bed because of my shoulder. Cause like, yeah, I couldn't turn toward, like I couldn't lay on that side. Um, so we actually had to switch sides of the bed. I have but, it backwards. She can only hear out of the right ear. Oh, cause I always walk out. to her right so that I can. So that you can talk. She can hear you when you talk. Yeah. Interesting. I know I get any of the good sounds because they're just not coming through. There's nothing, you know, nothing coming through. <laughs> anyway, no, I, 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 yeah, no, I have nothing because I, because I can't even like tie it to like, oh, that's because the right side of the brain is more something, something, but like, I don't think that's the way ears work. I don't think, right, because we hear in you know, stereo, so it's like, right. And like, is there one, what's the mechanism in your brain from, I don't know enough about the brain. <laughs> right, right. This is obviously way beyond our pay grade and expertise here. But what I am going to do is that like, as we go, as I go through life and I can't hear something, I'm going to notice that I lead with my left. Like, Ooh. like my guess is that when I can't hear something, I turn I turn to the left like that. I, I think this is an experiment for all of us. Yeah. Right. But why we would favor one side over the other. And, and that it says positive vocal sounds. So I wonder. Like, no, it's more, more we associate to... with positive emotions. It's more responsive to human vocalizations associated with positive emotions Going uh, from our left side. Yeah. I, I don't, this seems like what a funny thing to find out. Like, how do you do a study like this even? Yeah. And, and I guess what about negative sounds or sounds that aren't pleasant? Do we, you know, how does that fit in? Maybe it does. I mean, the other question that I have, which totally is unsatisfactory of like, does this have anything to do with our dominant hands or is like, what's uh, the yeah how wide you know, is the study group do we have left-handers and right-handers well because honestly because as soon as it said the like the um explanation of you know 
the primal, you know, over years, what, what's yeah. the language there? Um, the evolutionary significance, like that right. can be my only thought is like, is there somehow that we lay on our right side or something because uh, something about the dominance of our right side and we were more susceptible to the, you know? Yeah, right. Exactly. Like as children, a... our, our forebears would tell us tribal stories as we laid on our right side around the fire. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I'm trying to think, like, do you put your baby on your left side? Like, what's the, you know, what's the, mm -hmm. I don't know. This is so, what a funny thing. Like, what a random funny thing. I would love for a neuroscientist to, like, explain this a little bit. <laughs> yes. Yes. Why is it that everybody's sitting on the right side during worship? Well, so their left ear can get all the all the sounds. Well, and usually that has to do with sight, right? Because we either want to sit on the side where the yeah. minister's right in front of us or where we have an angle that is comfortable for our head to be turned, you right. know, or something. For sure. But for um, sure. I do think just to link this, like, I do think that like bodies are so interesting and creation in that way is so interesting and that these things, but I think in terms of now, I don't know that this would be true, but like, um, I'm reading this book that, um, it's a huge, uh, historical fiction novel called New York. And he's, he has all these ones on all these different cities and countries. Um, but this woman keeps going to hear this preacher. And I keep thinking about like all of these preachers for years before there were microphones and everything right. else. And yes. like how, you know, and, and on one comment, she was talking about like being in the outside and being on the fringes of it and whatever. And I was like, how did they hear like all of that? So maybe it would have been true once upon a time that you would have mm. favored, favored that sign. Yeah. Right. Right. Whereas now, you know, like I said, hopefully your sound system's all right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, thank you friends for tuning into Pub Theology Live. You can show your love for the show by becoming a supporter on Patreon. Get access to pre and post show banter and more. Visit patreon.com slash PT live to get started. And a big thank you to our current patrons. This is our second to last episode of the season. Ogan will be with us next week and we'll be closing out our um, summer season. And we will, uh, with the exception of our live uh, Wild Goose episode, we'll be back in the fall. So you can listen to anytime on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Our top cities tuning in this week are Chicago, Illinois, Minneapolis, Minnesota, and Columbus, Ohio. We're really hitting that Midwest this week, aren't we? Love we it. <laughs> you can watch the video of these conversations on Facebook Live. And if you'd like to start a pub theology gathering in your town, find support and resources at pubtheology.com. So until next time, friends, drink responsibly and keep those conversations flowing. Ooh. All right. Doctor, I gotta let you go. Okay, I'll talk to you later. All right, we'll see you. Bye. Bye-bye.